Hey Lab Rats, I hope you are well. I just wanted to quickly slip in a little message here. You see, the episode you're about to listen to, um, we actually recorded it a little while ago. Um, and it's about something that's very powerful and important called the six pillars in a seat of life exercise. And it's definitely going to help you optimize your life. Now, once you get into it, you're going to understand why I'm sending you this message. Firstly, we named the, um, the episode that it should have been, which it is now not. And we also talked about some dates, which are no longer relevant. Now, the six pillars and seed of life exercise should really be done every quarter. Now, what's happened between us recording it and you now listening to it is we've been living in a very dynamic world, you know, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and, you know, the economy, politics, humans, everything. Some episodes that we recorded became more relevant sooner. So we bumped this one down the list. That doesn't mean it's any less relevant. Um, it is super impactful and, and I encourage you to get out your pen and paper because this is going to be a really powerful exercise-based podcast episode where you'll be able to do some real learning that will apply in your real life. Um, but don't be alarmed or confused when you hear things like episode 20 when it's not going to be that. So uh, enjoy. I hope you get the most out of it. I know it's going to be massively impactful and see you on the inside. Take care. Hey, fellow investors and passionate life enthusiasts. We have got an absolute... Um, treat, delectable delight for you in this episode today. Gabby, what did we talk about today in today's episode? We went deep in an exercise that we do every quarter called the Seed of Life slash Six Pillars exercise, which is basically a deep dive and a scoring of yourself in the six key areas of life. Yep. So the six key areas of life that we talk about and help you to analyze in this episode are health, social, family, financial, career, and mental or intellect. Now, those key areas are the key to creating a life of fulfillment. We covered a lot of that kind of stuff in episode four um, with Ben Slater when I had a great chat with him. But this is really an instructive episode. This is not designed uh, necessarily. Like, absolutely listen to it in your car, listen to it when you're traveling around, but go back to it. This is designed for you to do the work. So make sure you have a pen and a paper before you start listening to this and think about the questions that we ask. This is designed to help move you in a way that is going to help you analyze your life. So make sure you do the work. Have you got anything you wanted to add, Gabby? I'm excited for people to dive in. So am I. Who do you think this is going to benefit? A lot lot of people. Um, I think... Business owners in particular, I think because it's it's questions about yourself rather than your business, I think it's easy as a business owner to get like assign yourself as, a, as one with the business, but this is about your life and your relationships and everything. So it's really like digging into some more important questions than just about your business. So. Okay, interesting. So we did touch on that in there. We actually do cover the six pillars, which are the six pillars of business. But I would actually go as far as to say a little bit further. I think this is going to benefit entrepreneurs and business owners. Absolutely. I think this is going to benefit real estate investors to give Mm -hmm. them perspective on whether they're actually moving towards their goals. And I think this is actually going to benefit people who are just, you know, trying to adapt and change in this current world to really get a, get a, take stock of where they're at and what they um, are doing in this environment and how they're benefiting. So I really think this is going to have a far-reaching benefit. For anyone who wants to really get a deeper understanding of where they're at in their life and if they are moving in the right direction, if they are going from where they are now to where they want to be in a systematic and methodical way. And if you enjoy this and you want to ch- and you want to follow up and get any of the downloadables, so we've, there's going to be a monogram available, the Seed of Life monogram, which is going to be available at theinvestorlab.com.au. There's also a gateway there where you can apply to join our online real estate mastermind called the Investor Lab, the community there. And of course, if you wanted to grab a copy of uh, my book, which has got a lot of the stuff that we talk about today is actually inside this. Just head to renegadespropertybook.com. Uh, we've got an audio book and an ebook option there. And of course, if you enjoy this, make sure you subscribe and make sure you share this with somebody else who you think you might be able to benefit. It means a lot. And of course, if you're able to leave us a review, that would be super, super appreciated. It means a lot to us to hear from people, to get feedback and to know that we are having an impact or not. So please let us know. And of course, we'll see you next week.
Hello and welcome. My name's Goose. My name's Gabby. And you are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And today is our birthday. Is it? Yeah. This is episode number 20, the big Ooh. two zero. And um, we're nearly old enough to drink in the US. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. If um, if years were measured in podcast episodes, and we were in the US, then we'd be hit, hitting the, hitting the case. <laughs> so um, today, what are we going to talk about today, Gabby? Because I, I know what we're talking about, but do you want to share with the listeners what we're going to talk about today? Because it's a really, yeah. um, it's really cool and really powerful. Yeah, sure. So we do this little exercise once a once a quarter. It's called the uh, the six pillars exercise, but we're going to tweak it a little bit today to make it a bit more relevant to the seed of life, which is another kind of concept that we talk about, where it's basically just a quarterly review of every aspect of your life. And it's a really good exercise to stick with and just review every 90 days and it can set you up for you know specific goals in specific areas and it's a it's just a really good you know awareness kind of exercise 100 percent, 100 percent. now this episode is going to come out on or around april 29th um so around about the end of april you'll be listening to this now that being the case um, at the time of recording we have recently done our six pillars exercise now, we tied in with the quarters of the year. So, you know, 1st of Jan, 1st of April, 1st of July, 1st of something. October. October. <laughs> um, and we do it like that. And that rolls around and keeps us pretty dialed in. Now, the function of this is really to help you stay dialed in to your life, your business, whatever, to make sure that you're moving towards your goals systematically. Because it's all well and good to have big dreams, big visions, big ideas, big big hopes and dreams and desires and all of this kind of stuff. But unless you are creating measurable pathways to get you to that destination, you're not going to get anywhere. And and you you'll be doing nothing no different than just daydreaming. Daydreaming is great, you know, because it can fill your cup with um, enthusiasm and excitement and um, all of that kind of stuff. But but. You know, ideas without action are just completely pointless. Ideas without action are not going to get you anywhere. Now, there's a there's another process. We're going to talk about a few things today because really, what the the really the main point of this episode is about focus. Because in today's environment, more than ever, we're constantly getting our focus ripped away from us. Mm-hmm. Now, at the moment, you know, most of the world's in lockdown. And and most of the world is is the 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 intake of social media has increased rapidly and we're not there's nothing wrong with social media great enjoy fun fun time um the point being though is that your focus is constantly getting torn away from you and the more diluted your focus the harder it is going to be to get to where you want to go it's really that simple there's two there's there's two there's two key points in everyone's life where you are now and where you want to be at any given point in time and in any situation there's always and there's always a gap and then it's all about how you're going to get there. Now, if you have uh, read my book, Limitless, The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property, some of this stuff will be covered in there. We covered the seed of life. We covered building a 25 to 1 life plan, all of that kind of stuff. Now, if you haven't, go and grab a copy. Head to renegadespropertybook.com. Grab a copy now. It's it's basically free. It's super cheap. Just, just get into it because there's a lot of really good personal development stuff in there that you're going to benefit from. The point being though, you can set your big, hairy, audacious goals. We've talked about them. You can set your, you can build your 25 to 1 life plan. You can do all of this kind of stuff, but it's so easy to put these ideas on a shelf and let them gather dust. We all, we all want big stuff, right? Everyone does. Bigness is just relative to, to the human being. You know, my bigness is going to be different from Gabby's bigness and almost certainly it'll be different from your bigness. But in any case, in any way, you need to know if you are moving towards that, that goal and you need to be able to analyze your now to understand if you're in tune and in frequency with, with what you need to do. So, sound good to you, Gabby? Sounds awesome. Okay, so it doesn't matter when you start doing this, but the thing is make it a practice. You know, well, everything that is worth doing in life requires discipline, in my opinion. 
And this is no different. So, with that being said, now, in fact, some of the concepts we're going to talk about today, and in fact, the, the seed of life, six pillars, all this kind of stuff, we didn't come up with it. You know, this is not our original works, um, but it is something that we use quite a lot. Now, the mentor who taught a lot of this kind of stuff to us or gifted these ideas and these paradigms to us um, was a good friend and mentor called Ben Slater. Now, back in episode number four, back in episode number four, I had a really great chat with Ben uh, in an episode called The Universal Laws That Govern Success and Fulfillment. That's one of our most popular episodes. So if you're listening to this, um, take on everything we're going to say in this episode. Then maybe go back and listen to episode number four and uh, have a listen to Ben talk about all this kind of stuff as well because we covered heaps and heaps and heaps of really cool stuff back then. Um, probably my, my fluency on the podcast was maybe a little rougher back then being at episode number four. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you're still going to get quite a lot out of it. Um, with all of that being said, should we just get stuck into it? Do you want to, Gabby? I, I want I want you to take a little bit more of a lead in this episode because I I tend to talk a lot, um, sure. But uh, you know, I want to I want to give you the capacity. Like this is this is something you're really passionate about, and I don't want to dominate the conversation. So why don't you lead and I'll follow? Yeah, cool. All right. Well, so I'll start by saying so there is the six pillars exercise which is primarily for business. So there's six kind of aspects of business that Goose and I, we do that once a quarter. Um, Typically for our business, we'll do that on the first weekend of the new quarter. So like the 1st of April, I think was in the middle of the week or anyway, but we we block out time that first weekend of the new quarter to review the previous quarter. but in this case, we're going to go through the seed of life in the same kind of manner so that you can apply it to more of your life if you're not in business. Does that, does that sound all right? That sounds totally fine. Cool. Let me just do a quick, uh, a quick two-minute synopsis of the six pillars exercise sure. yep. because you know, out of all the people that listen to this podcast and are inside of our community, quite a lot of people are business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, all of that kind of stuff, or if they're not business owners... They might be in upper management or there's a, there's a whole range of people. So we kind of have really a couple of different spectrums of people that participate in our ecosystem. You know, there's, there's you know, early stage investors, entrepreneurs and all kinds of different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do run a business, now, the reason I want to bring this up is because I know my brother listens to this podcast and he runs a business. He's a farmer. And I also know that some other people who listen to podcasts run their own companies, um, like Adam and stuff like that. So this could be super beneficial. Now, the six pillars exercise is is it's going to be essentially asking yourself very similar questions to what we're going to go through with the seed of life. However, you're going to frame it around business. The six pillars in business are mindset, sales, product, or or service delivery, marketing, team and operations, and finance. Okay. And there are, there are three different phases you will go through in every business, starting with mindset, okay, get your, get your head right, what are you trying to achieve, why, how are you going to serve people, what is the benefit, what is like, get your head in the game for what you're trying to achieve. Then you'll need to go out and you'll need to create an offer that converts and you need to find people that um, are interested in what your, the solution that you have, you know, because sales, sales has a bad uh, bad rap, I think. A lot of people think sales and they think slimy, grimy salespeople, door-to-door salesmen and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, there's nothing wrong with sales. Sales, is, sales is, is a beautiful act of giving and love, I think. Now, sales should not be about trying to convince someone that to, to get what they don't want or need. Sales is service. Sales is, sales is leadership and allowing someone to find an opportunity to solve a problem that they have in their life. It's that simple, Okay. So if you have created, if you've got a business that does solve problems for people, then that is your methodology of allowing people to interact with that solution. It's great. Product, service, okay, under, identify, you know, wh- what is what is working, what is not working, all that kind of stuff about what you're doing and how you can improve. Uh, marketing, what are you doing? All of these kind of things. So they're the, they're the six pillars that you've got to an, analyze in your business. We're going to stick with, we're going to, for the purpose of this episode though, because it is more broadly applicable for us to look at humans as opposed to just businesses, um, we are going to focus on the seed of life components. But if you do run a business, those six pillars, uh, mindset, sales, 
product and product and service delivery, marketing, team and operations, and finance. So write those down and then do the same kind of analysis on those. I think you find it super beneficial. Do it every quarter. Okay. Back to you, Gabby. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so if we take the seed of life as what we're going to focus on today, um, basically this exercise is it's a good framework for analysis, reflection, and then action. So the six... Goose just mentioned the six pillars of business, but if we cover the six kind of areas of life, just quickly, we've got intellect, social, career, family, health, and finance. So they do kind of correlate with business, but this is obviously about you as an individual rather than something you're working on or working towards. Uh, Or a couple. Or a couple. Yeah, so this doesn't don't do this in a silo. If you're married, you've got a significant other or or whatever, don't do this in a silo. Do it with them, you know, because uh, uh, a life filled with love is a is is what it's all about, right? So don't don't go off and do your own six pillars. Sit down together and go, okay, how is our life together and is it moving us where we want to go? Yeah. Yeah. So the top kind of the top level of going through this is Scoring yourself out of six for each of the areas of your life. Um, and we've got a series of questions here that you can ask yourself to really actually dive deeper into each of the areas because we find that a lot of people, you know, they might hear the words intellect and think, well, I'm intellectual and give yourself a six and then move on. Whereas we've kind of got these prompts that we've worked on over time that can really help ask yourself a deeper question about where am I really at? Totally. Can I, can we have a downloadable for this? Yeah. So we might just have a quick downloadable. Don't expect too much out of it, but having the seed of life as a, as a a monogram that you can have on your wall or carry around in your, I I carry it around in my little brown book uh, all the time. Um, it might be super valuable for people to be able to visualize uh, the, the, the geometry of the seed of life as well rather than just having a list. Um, it's beautiful. All credit again to Ben Slater and you'll be able to use this monogram to uh, analyze yourself. Do you want to keep speaking for one minute? I'm going to grab it so people on video can see. I've got it right here. Do have it. This is this is what we use. This is our guiding. These are the guiding principles. If we're ever wondering what the hell is going on in life, we refer to these two uh, paradigms, and it allows us to answer the questions that we've got. So, with that being said, uh, let's crack into it, right? So, with the with each of these questions that you're going to ask yourself, we're going to go through each section uh, individually. Now, this ep- this podcast episode is designed to be instructive. So, think about this as a bit of a lesson. You know, a lot of the time we, we get, uh, you know, have very visceral and stimulating conversation. But think about this is, uh, this is some homework. So th- mm. refer back to this episode and, and, and think about it, write it down, get your pen and paper out and actually do the work because if you don't do the work, you won't get the results. It's that simple. Now, the first area that we want to talk about is mindset and intellect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so again, it's... it's really thinking about these questions and thinking about other questions that might be more relevant to you and then ultimately give yourself a rating between one and six. One being totally hopeless um, and six being perfect. Couldn't be any better. Yep. Yep. So intellect. Yeah. So 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 make sure you got a pen and paper. Right? Do score Score yourself on this. What, how would I rate my current uh, mindset, intellect or anything, you know, that kind of you know, my mental stimulation capacity? So some of the questions you might ask yourself in order to ascertain your score and to give yourself a realistic score out of one to six, it's very simple. One being no good, six being awesome. Let's fire them up. So you can ask yourself questions like, do I feel mentally stimulated and why? What did I last seek out as, when did I last seek out an opportunity to grow my intellect? 
When was the last time I purposefully learned something? How many books have I read this year? Why? How many courses have I undertaken? Or what education have I undertaken this year? Do I have a mentor? If not, do I need one? I can almost certainly guarantee that you do. Everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs someone to, to help light that path to show them the way where you might not have seen the answers before. I highly recommend it. What are the things that I need to learn to move me from where I am to where I want to be? How does my current intellectual state affect my mindset and my view of the world? And what do I like or dislike about my current intellectual state? So. Cool. So we're, we haven't actually done this exercise ourselves yet for seed of life. We've done it for our business. So it might be a good idea, Goose, if we actually score ourselves as we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for scoring it as we go. Awesome. How do you feel about your intellect at the moment? Well, I, I actually think it's pretty good. I um, So during this time, I am focusing, during this time, uh, you know, lockdown, the world's going into turmoil, I actually feel more robust in my uh, emotional, psych- psychological and intellectual state than I have in a very long time. And the, and the reason for that is because I'm maintaining focus. I'm practicing um, habits and daily rituals that allow me to continuously dial myself in to understand where I want to go. Now, I'm also reading and I'm also thinking about what I read and I'm also going on really strict information diets and I'm, I'm, I am guarding the gateway to my mind. Times like this, you need, to be, you, need to, you need to be the warrior at the gate that decides what is going to be going on in there because if you can't get your mind right, everything else will fail. So out of six? I'd actually say five out of six. Ooh, nice. I'm going with a three for intellect. Interesting. Feeling a bit rusty in the old... Um, in the old thinking department. In the old inputs and um, and just my habits. I think, I think the last month has really quite thrown... There's so much change happening, right? So it's, it's hard and it requires a lot of discipline to maintain the habits that you know are good for you. Um, and I've kind of let a lot of them slip, particularly reading. Like I love reading. I'm con- like I am constantly learning, constantly seeking out new ways to uh, do things better in business and in life and I'm constantly researching things. Um, but it hasn't been a lot of discipline behind it. So I could definitely, I could definitely improve there. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right, cool. <laughs> so let's keep the energy up. Let's mm-hmm. keep the energy up. So, so we've covered number one, mindset. I've scored a five. Gabby, you've scored a three. Yep. So number two, social. Yes. So social. And that doesn't mean social media necessarily, but it's very hard to socialize in this current environment. It is. You know, so this is really important. And what we're going to find, what we're going to find here, and particularly when you use the Seed of Life monogram and you analyze where you sit on the spectrum of one to six, and you're going to be able to mark, when you look at the, when you get the monogram, I uh, highly recommend go to theinvestorlab.com.au, download the monogram. And what you'll see is, if you position um, one on the outside and six on the inside, okay, so one on the outside and six on the inside, you're going to get a really, you're going to be able to create a really cool spider plot that is going to give you a very un, a deep understanding of where the imbalance is in your life. So this isn't just about creating a scorecard and going, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a five in mindset. It's about understanding where the the balance lies and where the diametrically opposed imbalance is, because what you'll find when you look at the monogram and use it is that there'll be a diametrically opposed um, uh, imbalance, okay? So when we look at intellect or, or mental or mindset or however you want to position it, the, generally the diametrically opposed uh, facet of that is uh, family. Social, the diametrically opposed opposite is career, okay? So, and I think that's, uh, that is, that is going to be very applicable right now. So if we look at social, in today's environment, I think everyone's probably going to have taken a little bit of hit. I've seen a lot of my friends on uh, social media doing like Saturday night beers with the boys uh, and stuff like that <laughs> on, on via Zoom, you know. And, it, and it's it's, it's, Yeah, which is awesome. But I think we can all agree that um, the normal levels of social interaction that we may normally undertake have been um, stunted in some way. It's 
definitely very interesting how different people are adapting to this because I think it's it's almost for like for introverts I think it's almost an opportunity to connect more one-on-one with your friends rather than in in the in the real world IRL where, you know you might go into a group and it might not be your thing and you might not do that as often because you don't actually really enjoy it whereas in social like through social media you can connect with one friend one-on-one and have a really good connection and conversation and catch up versus in a group conversation might not be your thing Okay, cool. So you're an introvert, <laughs> and I'm an, extro- mind, I'm an you're an introvert, and I'm an extrovert. So what you're saying is this is like introverts' paradise right now because because <laughs> everyone's being forced to like it's the introverts' opportunity to socialize. I think. Introvert Eden lockdown. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm very interested to know what your score is going to be there now to social. Okay, That's true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire out the questions, do the work, uh, and then we'll rate ourselves on that. And then we'll get what we're going to do is we're going to get to a score at the end. We're going to get to a score out of what, 36. Okay. Now, the total score is important, but really what's important is using the monograph and understanding where the imbalance lies, I think. So, question number one, how is my social life? Pretty simple. I don't know. Am I seeing people? Am I doing stuff? Am I chatting with people? Have I spoken to anyone? (laughs) Have I spoken to anyone? That might sound funny. That might sound real funny, but like... I'll let you know a little secret. Some days I'm the only person that Gabby speaks to and I don't realize because I speak to people all the time. <laughs> I, I, will, I will have dozens sometimes of conversations, unique conversations in any given day. And so my cup is full. Like I'm, I'm, I'm social, right? And then I, I've had no idea that I have literally been the only voice that Gabby has heard. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so <laughs> freaky. That is so freaky. Yeah, we have we have days full of meetings, and then we have days where we focus on getting work done, and then we have days where like I only talk on the podcast. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> you're my social life. Thank you. Okay, so how is your social life? How often do you connect with your friends? This is a big one. I suck at it. I will be the first person to put my hand up and say I absolutely suck. I I, I am the best friend and the worst friend. I'm the best friend because <laughs> I'll be your friend for life. You know, if you're my friend, you're my friend forever. That's it. Simple. Done. Don't expect me to call you, text you, remember your birthday or do anything like that though because uh-uh, that's outside of my, that's outside of my <laughs> locus of, uh, of, of interest. So to all my friends listening, I, I'm sorry. Um, I love you and I will always love you but just don't expect me to call you. Um, so how often do I connect with my friends? I suck at that personally. So how uh, do I expose myself to input from other people, which is really important. Mm. How do you expose yourself to input from other people? Because it's really good. You do need to get outside stimulus to give yourself a perspective on where you sit in your life. How often do I share my own views with my peers? Because socializing is not all about listening. It's also about being heard. It's also about expressing. Okay, so make sure you're getting yourself out there and actually communicating with other people. I believe this and this is what I think and this is how I feel and this is what I want. Because it's only through communicating that you will be able to achieve anything. You can have whatever you want in life as long as you're prepared to say what that is. Listen to that again. You can have whatever you want in your life as long as you're prepared to say what that is. If you don't communicate, if you don't share your views with other people, you will never, ever, 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 ever get what you want. Simple. And I'm happy to have a robust argument about that because it's, 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 it's almost impossible to get what you want if you're not prepared to communicate it. So share your views with your peers. And ask yourself, are the friends I have the friends I really need? That sound, might sound brutal, right? That might sound brutal, but think about it. Not everyone needs to be your friend. Harsh? Maybe? True? Absolutely. Now, what do I mean by that? We've all got friends who we love who are potentially just a little bit of a drain. Cool, make that decision. Like, is the drain worth the love? I've got friends like that that I'm like, oh my God, you are such a pain in the ass. But I love you and you're just like a, you're like that annoying brother that you're going to be with me forever. God damn it. But I love you anyway. (laughs) You've got other friends who enrich you and empower you and lift you up. 
they're the best ones, right? They're the ones who are there cheering you on and lighting that fire underneath you to help you grow. Then you've got friends that um, don't necessarily bring any real major benefit into your life and potentially detract from it and are a drain. And, and maybe you need to, you know, do a bit of, bit of a cleanse. Simple. And that might sound rough, but it's true. And if you don't like it, tough. Um, so are the friends I have really the friends I need? And that does not mean uh, be Machiavellian and only make friends with people who are going to get you to where you want to go. That's, that's very... That is... Uh, that is, well, that would just suck. That would just be a horrible hmm. way to live, right? Because that's, that's, that's unethical, lacks integrity and, and lacks you know, any, any kind of moral fiber. So don't do that, but just question, <laughs> am I getting what I want out of the relationships that I have? I think it's really, it's also like just assessing all of your friendships and assessing, you know, why, why are we continuing this friendship? Does, do we both feel like this is an awesome friendship and relationship? Do we both you know, value each other? Do we have the same values? Do we have the same interests? Am I like excited to tell you what's happening in my life or do I feel like I'm going to burden you? Am I excited to hear what's happening in your life or is that going to like drain me? Is Do I do I feel like there's good, you know, energy here? Or um, should we tactically grow apart? Is that Gwyneth Paltrow conscious uncoupling or... Goose, I said a pop, pop culture reference, Goose doesn't have any idea Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's probably a good thing uh yeah but i think i think particularly at this time of you know what's happening in this environment it's like you do have those opportunities to actually build stronger connections one-on-one with people but you don't don't feel like you have to go and do that if just because you know they're a friend on your friends list or you know, you all went to high school together, so you feel like, okay, mm. now I should just message everyone the same message to check in. Take this opportunity to kind of really audit who you have in your life because you do have a choice about who you have in your life. Yeah, and you're the sum of the five people you're spending the most time with. It's that simple. Big Jimmy, Big Jimmy Roan said that. If you don't know who Jim Roan is, <laughs> Big Jimmy, Big Jimmy, Big. <laughs> Big Jimmy Roan. He's yeah, like, Jimmy. yeah, I mean, he's like, he was the guy that made Tony Robbins. He basically made, he invented. Birthed, he birthed he, Tony Robbins. Jim Roan gave birth to Tony Robbins in the first male uh, human birthing in history. It was, it was a really amazing. great moment. And look at what so happened. Brave. Look at what happened. He didn't actually really give birth <laughs> to Tony Robbins. <laughs> but Jim Roan was Tony Robbins' uh, first mentor or biggest, most influential mentor, mentor. And that's one of the things he often spoke about as well. Um, okay, so let's keep moving through this. I think yep. people are getting the, the, the essence of how to approach these kind of questions and how to analyze, which is awesome because you can't go deep enough. Let me just be really, really clear. You cannot go deep enough. This is not a five-minute exercise. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, wedge out like three hours, mm. maybe four. And don't stop. Just keep going deeper. Like until until you are... Until you can feel, you'll know when you feel the breakthrough, which sounds a little bit woo-woo, but you'll know it. You'll be like, mm, okay, I finally got it. Now, okay, so so just let's keep, let's keep let's keep moving things forward, though, right? So, uh, am I interacting with people in my community? In my community, ooh, important. That's very important because nothing exists in a silo. So. Now, a lot of people think like when we moved to Bondi Beach, um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like there won't be much community there and all these people are like, like honestly, within within two weeks, we were on a first name basis with with loads of shop owners, people at cafes and we'd like smile and wave at people down the street and interacting with the community doesn't necessarily mean going and joining the Apex Club or you know, volunteering for the Girl Guides or something like that. It can if that's what enriches you, but really it's about commu- it's about connecting with the greater um, community around you because, you know, much like mushrooms have got mycelium to connect them through, we operate on a higher level and we are connected through emotions, feelings, thoughts, energy and frequency anyway. So the more that you can connect with your community, the more that you're going to have an impact. It's, It's like... It's like dropping ice into a warm glass of water. Does the ice melt or does the, or does the, or does the water cool down? Well, both, right? And it's about finding that frequency equilibrium. That's what happens when you communicate and interact with your community. So don't go dark. Don't hide in your room. And Cool. And how do those interactions affect me? Cool. Think about that. What do I like or dislike about my current social life? Think about it. 
Cool. So in order to expedite the rest of this, let's crack on. What's your um, what's your score for that one, Gabby? Three. I'm going to go three too because whilst I don't do much uh, friend outreach, I am extremely social. Like I'm talking to people all the time, and I feel what like, I feel like my cup is pretty good, pretty good. I don't have much room for more talking. So <laughs> you really don't. No. No. And, and I, I interact and connect, so that's good. Okay, good. cool. Number three, Korea. 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 It's really simple. Do I like my job? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love my job. It's great. I love my job. Yay. How lucky are we? So let's fire through some <laughs> questions here. Do I like my job? Is this career my true calling? We've all had jobs just for job's sake and that's okay. And if your main function is just for it to serve the financial needs of your life and your life is the greater point, that's fine. But still rate yourself honestly. How do I feel about the impact I am having on the world in my current role? Mm, That's a good one. How do I feel about the impact I'm having on the world in my current role? It's great. It's good. That is great. Can I see myself doing what I'm doing forever? How does my work affect other areas of my life? We've all been in those situations where you're like, you might work for eight hours a day, but you're stressed for 15 and you get home and you're cranky and all you're talking about is, oh my God, Susan at the office, she drank all the coffee. And then and <gasps> what happens is, is it can actually have a far reaching and negative impact on your life. You want to feel enriched. You want to feel enriched by your work. And even if you're not inspired by the work that you do and it serves a function of a, a purely financial function, then you need, then that's even more important to think about how is it affecting your life? Because if it's just serving a financial function and then it flows over into all of your non-work time and uh, contaminates that in some way, you positive and negative contamination, but if it contaminates it in some way, question is, is that, is that, good or not like what 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 effect is that having and make sure that you're make sure you are energetically managing that does my job leave me feeling empowered or enslaved it's a great question because if you are just working for a paycheck which is totally fine that can be very empowering because you can be like yeah bitch i go and do 37 and a half hours a week and i get paid and i get all the rest of the time to do exactly what i want to advance my life to spend it with my family to do the things to surf to love to live to laugh all of that kind of stuff and it is great and that's very empowering however vice versa you could do the exact same 37 and a half hours a week and be like oh my god if i do this for another week I, I, I'm not going to live, right? Which sounds drastic. Whoops. Um, but do you feel empowered or enslaved? And rate yourself on that. And what do I like or dislike about my current career trajectory? Because again, you could love not progressing. There, there are people who are just like, yeah, I just want to be, I just want to be uh, like, I just want to be a laborer or a secretary because it pays the bills. That's what works for. I don't have to live for work and that's great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And there are many days where I wish that I could be satisfied with that because it'd be amazing. And if that's you, congratulations. I bet, I bet you have a good life. <laughs> so think about all these questions and rate yourself. Do I like my job? Is this career my true calling? How do I feel about the impact I'm having on the world in my current role? Can I see myself doing what I'm doing forever? How does my work affect other areas of my life? Does my job leave me feeling empowered or enslaved? Or what do I like or dislike about my current career trajectory? Gabby, what's your rating? I'm going with a five for career. I was going to do a six, but the question about how does my work affect other areas of my life, that's got me, that's a bit of a knot because I was thinking about those conversations that you have with people. It's like, I might be socializing, but I will talk about our business all the time or mm. I will speak with my mom on the phone fairly regularly but I will talk about our business all the time um, but does it make you feel empowered or enslaved empowered I love my job I love what we do it's just that one about how it's affecting other mm. areas which I think is common for a lot of people you can like it doesn't that- need, mean that needs to be a negative thing though it no. can positively affect other areas of your life too I guess Anyway, yeah. it's your score. If you want to go for a five, go for a five. <laughs> like, go for a five. I'm going for five. 
Okay. How about I, you? I reckon... I reckon a five. I reckon a five. Nice. I reckon a five just because I've kind of got a thing that I probably... I just don't ever feel like um, I could be a six because I'd always feel like there could be better. <laughs> I thought that as well. Yeah. Let's go with five. Let's go five. Wonderful. All right, cool. So, family. Here's a good one. Mm. Could be close family, immediate family, your friend family, your extended family. Dissect this and apply this however you want. This is your partner as well. This is your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, so this is, yeah, exactly. You can, this is relationship. This is, um, yeah. I've got a terrible relationship. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. That is brutal. I'm right here. I'm right here. So it happens when I try to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Ah. Okay. So that was you trying to up your um, your social. Me socializing. That was you trying to socialize. Uh Humor. (laughs) Uh Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) So. Uh, family, cool. So how much quality time do I spend with my family? Remember, family can be interchanged with loved one, partner, whatever. And obviously spending time is very different right now compared to... I think it's a big shock for a lot of families right now who physically would spend a lot of time together usually. Like we live interstate from all of our family. So we're always on the phone or on video calls or whatever. So it's not hugely different in terms of spending time, but... A lot of families I know have the big like weekend get-togethers and they live around the corner from each other. Like that would be really hard for a lot of people at the moment. A hundred percent. So this is why how much quality time do I spend with my family? Mm. Not just how much time. Being locked in a room with your partner screaming about who's going to do the dishes is maybe not quality. <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here to tell you what's a good relationship for you. You do whatever you got to do. You do the dishes. Okay. <laughs> See how easy that was, guys? That's great. Quality time. (laughs) All right. So how much quality time do I spend with my family? How often do I communicate with my loved ones? It's important. I'm communicating with my loved ones more now than previously. Mm -hmm. So with my family. My friends, again, sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) But mom, dad, my brother, all that kind of stuff. Like we're talking a couple of times a week because everyone's feeling a little bit more disconnected. So we're making an effort to connect a lot more, actually, which is great. I'm actually really loving it. I'm actually really loving um, speaking to them more, not less, which is great. Yeah. So how often do I communicate with my loved ones? Do I share my life openly with my family? Do they actually know what's going on with me? Your parents do. My parents do. Yeah, I mean anyone who's... Your parents know every what of your life. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> all you need to do is pick up a copy of uh, Limitless, The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property. The they could fir- probably recite the book to you. The first page, <laughs> if, you, if you're unclear just how transparent I am with my life, just open up the first page. That's it. Simple. Um, so do I share my life openly with my family? Yes. Um, well, that's for me. Sorry, I don't want to answer for you. Does my family feel loved, heard and respected? How do my actions affect both me and them? What do I like and dislike about my family situation right now? This is deep because this is really important shit. So I'm going to read those questions again, then we're going to hit a score. Okay. How much quality time do I spend with my family? How often do I communicate with my loved ones? Do I share my life openly with my family? Does my family feel loved, heard, and respected? And a good caveat to that is how do you know? Like how do you know if they feel loved, heard, and respected? Think about it. It's really important. How do my actions affect both me and them? And what do I like or dislike about my family situation right now? I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three because I think we've got an amazing relationship. And I value that. Um, And I'm communicating more with my family. That's great. But we haven't seen each other for a long time. And I feel like that's a really big thing as well. You know, I haven't seen my nephews in some time. And, you know, I feel like there's a bit of lack there. So I'm going to go three. Three three out of six is still halfway. Yeah. So I'm five, three, five, three so far. What are you, Gabby? I'm going to four for family. I'm I'm connecting a lot more with my, you know, my immediate family, mom, dad, my brother, a lot more than I have been. 
obviously physically visiting people is not an option right now, but they do live interstate. And I'm making more of an effort to keep regular communication, which I think is a wonderful benefit of everything that's happening right now is just that reminder of, oh, people I love might be feeling really lonely right now or disconnected. I should make that effort because not everyone can make that effort back to you. So if you've got the opportunity to teach them how to use Zoom or, you know, teach teach them something that they might not even know is an option of how to connect. Like I taught my mom how to use Zoom the other day. It was amazing. So now we can video call. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think with that as well, it's like, uh, I don't know if anyone knows there's this, there's this concept of like the five love languages. So it's like, I can't remember what the languages are, but it's like kind of understanding what the people that, you Italian, love. French. <laughs> They're the two. Yeah, They're the Italian two. and French. They're the two love languages. But it's kind of like the communication that your loved ones feel the most love from, I guess. So like like myself and my mom, like ours is like quality time. So like you don't really need to like do things. Like a lot of people, you know, want like material gifts or some people want you to do them favors and like physically like do things for them or some people like like romantic words and like I love you all the time and whereas other people just want that quality time together what's mine acts of service is it I think so because mm, it's, exactly it's what you do it's what you do as well as what you receive yeah right? so there's different I don't want to go too into it, but there's like different. There's Why not? Like, <laughs> there's, there's a way that you express your love, what like naturally how you communicate love. There's, yeah, I can't remember what the five things are, but you look them up. They're quite interesting. So there's a way that you express it and there's a way that you like to receive it. So like I, I think I both give and receive quality time. Like that's my thing. Like I don't care. We can sit next to each other. And not say anything. <laughs> and that's amazing because like you've chosen to give up your most precious resource time to spend with me. You've given that to me and that's... Just as well we spend 24 hours a day together. I know. <laughs> How lucky. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Anyway, Let's... that was a, that was a diagram. No, that's awesome. Like... I think the five love languages is a great uh, and great intersection to, to think about this kind I of think, stuff. I think it helps to give some like context of like why some of your family are really easy to talk to and like you really feel value talking with them all the time and then others you might not because they might not have that same way of communicating. Yeah. Well, their thing might be, you know, physical hangout together and we can't really do that right now. So it's... Absolutely, yeah. I would say my uh, my sister in law is like that. Her communication, no, nah, she's not that interested in mm. jumping on the phone. I haven't spoken to her on the phone in I don't know, mm. but I know I know that she values the time that we get to spend together. Yeah, very good example. Yeah, yep. she, she really values that. Okay, awesome. So health. health, health. This is a good one. Okay, particularly right now, the thing that is going to um, aid and abet your your uh, mission for success more than anything else right now, I think is going to be health because it's one of the things that's going to be most heavily impacted by the current environment. And I don't just mean if you're happy to get the coronavirus, I also mean because maybe you're not working out as much. I know that I'm not and I'm actually really struggling with that. So I'm doing stuff like I've implemented an intermittent fasting routine as well as Still trying to maintain daily exercise, albeit not as intense or as you know structured as it once was. I'm still trying to make sure I'm moving my body and keeping the muscles moving and doing all of that kind of stuff. But I'm managing it through a combination of diet and exercise. Whereas prior to um, prior to lockdown, you know, I was um, I was eating six meals a day and lifting a lot of weight. Um, now I'm like, well, I, what was I? I was eating six meals a day in lockdown, and that didn't go very well. <laughs> it's like. I was making the I was making them gains, but not in the right way. So, health. Okay, so very simple. How is my health? Am I in good shape? It's very subjective, but you tell me. Do I feel energized? This is a good one. 
do I feel energized? Because you need to, energy management is the most important thing that I think everyone needs to focus on. That can be your sleep, that can be all kinds of stuff. We need to think, am I energized? And if not, why not? Is it my diet? Is it my sleep? Is it what's going on? Is it that I'm not getting enough exercise? Uh, am I sick? Am I generally happy? What is my mindset? Now, this kind of loops back to the first part, intellect, but it's really important because you've got mental health and physical health, right? And health definitely comes into that. What is my mindset? Am I positive? Am I depressed? Am I happy? What's going on? And what do I like or dislike about my current state of being? Which is a really interesting one. Now, these are all pretty simple stuff. It's basically, am I am I in good physical, mental, and emotional health? Like, like where where am I? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, three. I'm gonna go three for this one. I don't think I'm doing too bad, but I gotta say, I'm, I'm not. I'm not where I wanted to be, um, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm really focused right now on. Uh, really focused right now on on the business and serving people and and doing all of that kind of stuff and and. You know, there's other aspects in my life that I'm really focusing on right now, and I think that um, I think that I probably need to put a bit more energy and effort into health, like running and stuff like that, adjusting my my plan to be able to compensate for that. So I'm going to go a three. What about you, Gabby? I've got to go a two. You're nodding because you yeah, you, were, you were going to disagree if I gave any higher. No, I, I wasn't going to disagree. I just think I didn't have any judgment. I was just asking. Yeah. No. Like. We we have historically prioritized health for the last, you know, three years at least. Um, and it is really quite a big adjustment right now. And I almost feel like part of giving it a, a two is because I'm actually lucky enough to have the opportunity to step up and adjust my routine to be more health conscious. And I'm just not doing that right now. Like I've got the opportunity to... You know, like I've got a little, like we've got a little backyard. Like no one in Bondi has a backyard, but we can, we can, we can figure out ways to stay fit and do exercises out there, and we're just not doing it. Um, like you said, we're very focused on um, what we're doing in the business right now, uh, but it's important, I think, as well, to not let that be uh, a, a like a smokescreen for avoiding staying healthy so like I have a tendency there's that do I feel energized question I'm currently I'm trying to like manipulate my schedule to try and give me more energy in that sense where I could just implement move more yeah implement a couple of high intensity movement like physical blood flow through the body and that will help as well whereas i'm go- i'm retreating and going oh how do i move how do i totally. get and more things done and like that'll m- make me feel more energized and my schedule and totally. whereas, and, and, yeah. and like everyone at the moment people are snacking more and eating more and comfort eating and all that kind of stuff it's just you know it's a challenging environment to to stay focused on that i think yep. there's going to be a lot of a lot of people who who maybe lose focus on their health goals yep i will say i'm currently more of I'm currently more conscious of my coffee intake and more conscious of my water intake, which is good. It's a, it's a bonus. I think if you if you're in your house and you don't have, you know, the distractions of the outside world, then you you have the same amount of attention, but you can just focus us on what's what you're doing every day. So it's like more water, more coffee, uh, more or less coffee, more exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We can edit this out, but I've got a I've got training in thirty minutes, yeah. so I'm going to get ready. Okay, so uh, number six, financial. So hang on, so let's go back one second. So you, what what did you rate yourself in health to? Two. And I gave myself a three. Okay, cool. It's important to remember, no one's perfect, right? So this is a very good exercise to do for all of us. Um, now, number six, financial. It's a great question. How uh, how are your finances? You know, how much debt do I have? How much income do I have? Do I have any savings? If so, how much do I have? What do my monthly expenses look like? Do I have enough liquidity to feel comfortable? Does thinking about my financial situation leave me feeling empowered or terrified? And what do I like or dislike about my current financial situation? Hmm. Exposing, right? 
<laughs> no, it is because everyone likes to everyone likes to put their head in the sand when it comes to finances because they're like, oh, I just don't want to do it. I mean, I can say we've recently done all our tax. We've been using this time really well to to, to actually really get on top of finances. We've increased our financial reporting within the business. We've got um, new financial dashboards. We've got a new bookkeeping team on board. Um, we have, you know, we're actually doing a lot of really good stuff structurally for our finances at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that stuff's really empowering. Actually, when I think about that, I'm like, boom, we got this. Um, obviously, we don't need to go into our. No one needs to go into their personal finance situation, right? But I would probably say, I would probably say, when it's all said and done, all things considered, a four. Nice. Yeah, I think like you know, everyone's going to have challenges over this period. You know, and it's not it, the metric that you use is not how much money do I have in the bank, but it's but it's like you know what is my financial stability and what is what is my financial comfortability and what are my financial prospects? What is my financial organization? If you haven't done your tax in four years and you are just ignoring the fact that your bank balance is you know got only a hundred dollars left in it and you're just like head in the sand about it, probably not that great. Take a bit of ownership and empower yourself with it, and you can increase your your number and your rating in this category much quicker it's not about the number in the bank it's not about not about the volume it's about your capacity to be empowered and in control yep i'd probably say a four as well just i'd love a bit more clarity everyone wants more clarity um but like you said it's a great time for people to you know open up all the files and things that you haven't that you've been avoiding um and really get some more clarity on what your current position is and what your performance is in terms of yeah, and finance. Totally. For, for those with a property portfolio, it's an amazing time to review all the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an amazing time to go, okay, how is this actually performing? Let's go and let's go and back check it. Let's go and say, okay, how much has it grown? What is the yield change to? Is this what I need? What are the expenses? Get your shit together and actually understand where you're going and if and if you're being financially served by the actions you take. You know, I did that the other day, and hand up, I'll put my hand up and say that one of our one of our real estate assets was underperforming versus where I thought it was. I was like, oh, I thought it was better than that, um, and that was like, okay, that just that empowered me to go, sweet, okay, well now that I know that, what can we do? Mm-hmm. So we're and we're looking at different development options and all kinds of stuff. It was like, ah, okay, because as soon as you can understand it, as soon as you can get a framework around it. It's like, oh, okay, that's the problem I've got to solve. Oh, that's fine. You know, and, you know, in a situation with real estate as well, it could be as simple as going, okay, do I want to refinance to give myself better liquidity? Um, am I getting what I need out of that? You know what? Should I add a granny flat? Is now the right time? Should I be doing whatever? What are there, any of these kind of things? And understanding that, it's a really great time. Like, the more that you can understand your finances, a lot of people have got a fear about uh, finance. They've got a fear about numbers. They've got a fear about tax. It's like, oh, receipts and just spreadsheets. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that the more clarity that you have, the more control you have, the more control you have, the more certainty you have, the more certainty you have, the more confidence you have, the more confidence you have, the more that you will succeed. It's that simple. Okay, so get into it. Love, learn to love the numbers. I look at, I look at, I look at our numbers every probably two days. I'll review, we've got forecasting spreadsheets we've got you know um we've got all of us i will look at the numbers and be like all right where are we at where are we going where are we at where are we going where are we at where are we going because it will dictate your capacity to um make empowered decisions in your life and there is nothing more empowering than being in control simple control is great anyone who's scared of being a control freak needs to work up to themselves i'm i'm passionate about being in control because i'm not going to flail in the wind okay so, I've got a four on that one. So, what did your, what's your total score? 21. 21. Hang on a second. So, five, ten. So, the total's 36. Yeah. So, 21 out of 36 you got? Yep. So, 10, nine. All right, I got 23. Nice. 23 out of 36. Okay. So, do I get 23 out of 36? So it's important to remember that this is not some, you know, it's very unlikely you're going to get 36 out of 36. Now, but if you refer to the monogram and you do, the closer that you get to getting 36 out of 36, the closer you get to, um, well, what, what we've got in here is spirituality. Now, spirituality can mean a variety of different things 
to you, but it's basically um, being centered. That's why it's at the center. You know, you'll be in flow. You'll be in tune. You will, you know, you'll be in harmony with both your yin and your yang if you get all of that right. Now, I think it's a potential piece as well. That's how I like to see it. So I see like this this score out of 36, I don't see that as super relevant because it's very easy, particularly if you're a high achiever, to see that and go, well, that's not good enough. That's 21 out of 36. That's shocking. But it's really, it is like if you use the Seed of Life monogram, you can draw it out and really get a good idea of where in each of those areas you need the most work. It's not so much about the final out of 26 score, I don't think. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. And if you use the monograph, which you can download, which we'll make available after this, um, then it's going to make a hell of a lot more sense when you start to see where the imbalances lie in your life. So, so I got 23, you got 21. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And we've also identified some areas that we can improve in our life. So... You know, I from now I, c- I can really think about that and go, well, what can I do to lever up? Like, how can I increase um, those areas that are lacking and and get more balance in my life? So, um, you know, I know that I've got to put a bit more effort into physical health and fitness, for example. So, which is really important. Yeah, me too. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So. Now, I hope that this has been beneficial. I hope that this hasn't just been some rambling. Um, monologue or whatever from both of us about you know scoring our own personal lives the whole purpose of this episode was for it to be instructive for it to give you a tool and a framework to analyze where you're at in your current life which in this current environment is more important than ever it's so important right now to really take stock and to understand where you are now where you want to go and are you moving in the right direction and where you can improve what's sticky where are you stuck um Gabby, have you got anything to add before we want to wrap this up? Yeah, I was just thinking about how I think these kind of exercises are really important because so many people go out there trying to find tactics and what what the next move can be for them without actually really understanding who they are or where they're at. So that's really how I see this fitting into real estate is like don't go searching online right now going – hey, well, tell me what tactic I should do next. Really take the time now while you have the opportunity to ask yourself these questions and it will help you dial in who you are, where you want to go, how you're going to get there, where you need to focus. And then it makes more sense when you start looking at tactics and start speaking to other people what aligns with that. 100%. Yeah, so if you're... Because it's very easy to, yeah, online or go into different forums and ask for advice on, you know, should I build a granny flat right now? Whereas if you haven't done this work and realize that you actually, you're financially incompetent. (laughs) Well, maybe you don't need it or maybe you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you're super busy with your career so you shouldn't take on uh, a, a new build project right now exactly and the, the function of this being done every 90 days fits in with the 25 to 1 life plan right so 90 days is one percent of your 25 year journey right now if you think about things over the span of 25 years it allows you to set big goals and move towards them systematically so what this will allow you to do is go okay in this one percent and over this next 90 days what am i going to improve because change doesn't happen in a week everyone wants everything to happen really fast but you need to set the parameters of what you're going to improve on and change deliver focus on achieve in the next 90 days and that gives you a framework and then you can review it when you go back to the next 90 90 days ago go back to the last what you wrote down do your analysis and then go oh so this is where i was at 90 days ago and this is where i am now okay shit did i actually improve or did i get worse in certain areas and what can i do from here it's a course correct opportunity for sure now if you have found this beneficial um head to the investorlab.com Dot au. Uh, I believe we'll have it downloadable. You can find all of our podcast episodes there. And you can subscribe. If you've enjoyed this, make sure you please share it with someone that you love and cherish and care about or want to help because um, I know that this is there's some really good, good stuff in here which is going to help move you forward. Um, we mentioned the book a couple of times. So 
If you want to get a copy of that, just head to www.renegadespropertybook.com. Um, there's an audio book and an ebook option for you to get during this time to digest. Um, and yeah, if you want to join our online community, there's a couple of options. There's a, a free Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the investor lab. But also if you head to the investorlab.com.au, there is an exclusive online uh, community, which, which we are building up, which is kind of like a, a mastermind for, for real estate investors where you can really start to accelerate and expand your potential whilst being immersed in a community of like-minded, passionate property investors, as well as be exposed to deep dive trainings and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's pretty cool. So go and check it out. Head to theinvestorlab.com.au and we'll see you on the inside.